Welcome to Voice of the Humanities. Today we're going to talk about internal visibility and the value that can add to a humanities program. As usual, all of these podcasts are brought to you by the very gracious folks at Vectus Consulting. They specialize in doing precisely what we talk about here. They are a consulting group formed only to strengthen programs, and they specialize in the humanities. They work at the departmental level to increase enrollment, retention, and all those good things. VectusConsulting.org is their website. V-E-C-T-I-S. Yes, that is lever in Latin. They will leverage your current strengths. So today it's internal visibility we want to talk about. It's an often overlooked asset that you can raise very quickly for your program. And here's the really good news, especially for administrators, directors, anybody who's concerned primarily with the cost of running these humanities programs. Just about everything on this list today is free or a very small cost, possibly even donation size cost. So what is internal visibility? I contrast that with external visibility. We'll be doing a couple episodes on internal visibility and a couple episodes on external visibility, but it really is what it sounds like. It's raising the profile of your program inside your college or university, getting that attention that light put on art, literature, political science, philosophy, history, whatever humanities program that you may be concerned with, getting that positive light put on it. So there's a positive connection with students to your program, positive connections with from staff members to your program, administrators and leadership raise the positive visibility of your program in their eyes. And of course, other programs and faculty members, you will see a positive light put on your program. It has a um, very low cost, like I said, so we'll discuss some strategies today uh, to raise your internal visibility of your program. And it really comes from this problem that exists inside higher ed, which is siloing. And I think we all know about the siloing effect that happens. We get in our groove, we get in our program, we stay with our departmental members, we stay within our division. We have certain friends in the college, we have certain political allies inside the university. We have strong ties to those folks, but the rest can go ignored. And we get this siloing effect and maybe you serve on a committee so you get to see some natural science folks, social science folks, nursing folks, etc. But it really can be a problem with siloing. Now, some of these programs can afford to be silos. Uh, it all depends on the, you know, the ethos of higher education. And I think it's pretty clear that um, programs like nursing can afford it. It's not that they desire it. They can just afford it. There's waves of students trying to get into nursing programs, especially quality nursing programs. I taught at McMurray College in Illinois, and we were ranked the number one nursing program in the state of Illinois. 
And um, surprisingly, the college closed, even with that sort of muscle and a tremendously popular criminal justice and homeland security program. I'll do further episodes on college closings and thin margins, of course. But for example, the nursing program doesn't really need internal visibility because they're doing all they can to select the right 15, 20 students in their entry class every year. And they're given a tremendous amount of resources from the college and they deserve it because they have that sort of leverage with those students wanting to be in there. Humanities programs, we're not in that wave right now. There are some programs in the United States that have that sort of leverage, right? St. Olaf College, philosophy and religion there, particularly philosophy, Gordon Marino, Hong Kierkegaard Library or Kierkegaard Library, as you'd like to say. I'd like to say program like that's got leverage. They're few and far between. Most of us work in humanities departments where we do feel pressure and we do feel margin and we do need resources. So this strategy of raising your internal visibility in the college can very much pay dividends down the road. It's about building relationships inside the college. Um, across a lot of different boundaries. So particularly other programs and divisions and colleges, however your colleges or university is divided up across staff, uh, staffing uh, folks that you may not have regular contact with, athletic department, and across different um, wavelengths of students that attend your college of university. So it's very simple. I'm going to start out with some no-cost ways to raise the internal visibility of your particular humanities program and then we'll ease into some other ones that have a very little bit of um, cost associated with those things the number one thing i can recommend that doesn't cost you anything financially and it just causes you a little bit of hassle and maybe a little bit of psychological upset is to change classrooms i know exactly what it's like as a senior faculty member at a very nice private college at a great office literally 30 feet down the hallway was a great classroom that my division was assigned so i taught um, i had the ability i will say to teach all of my classes in that particular classroom it was a great classroom i knew the technology inside and out i liked the seating arrangement it was a horseshoe seating arrangement so i could get out be amongst my students they could see each other great chalkboards old school chalk i like great whiteboards etc i knew the classroom i was very settled psychologically teaching in that classroom but i switched classrooms every once in a while i put in for a classroom in the chemistry building and the natural sciences building among the chemists it's a great choice i made i got to know those people I was over there three days a week Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 o'clock, show up about 10 to 10 minutes to either talk to my students or talk to some of those other faculty folks, hang around afterwards. It raised the internal visibility of the philosophy program. And I created some nice bonds with the chemistry department as time went on. I had those bonds already, but going over there and teaching there was of great advantage. I did the same thing with criminal justice, homeland security, and business. All of a sudden, I would be teaching over in what we called the ed complex, what education was 
business, accounting, homeland security, criminal justice. I saw those folks three days a week. It's great. So just think about changing classrooms every once in a while and getting out into a different part of campus. It takes a little bit more organization, throws you off a little bit psychologically right away, but it's well worth it. You can attend things. It's very important. We also get in a groove on this. Very close with the art faculty at McMurray College. When I taught there, I attended every art opening we had. I was very, very interested in that, and I was very close with those faculty members. But you need to go to other things like that. If the accounting program, the business program, the psych program brings in a speaker, go to it. Go to their public talks. Go to their faculty talks. It takes time. doesn't take anything beyond that. Show up, listen. You'll learn something. They'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it. Poster talks by students. I used to go to the natural science poster talks. Their seniors gave poster presentations of their senior projects every year, and they would be down there, and the students would be thrilled to see a humanities person going in, asking them questions, looking at their work, etc. That rubs off. That gave the philosophy program a well-earned reputation of being concerned with the college as a whole and the students as a whole and not just dug into my own silo position, concerned primarily about my students and a few other programs that I cared about. I made that step and raised the internal visibility of my program. Attending athletic events paid off. I have an athletic background. Uh, I played baseball my entire life and I still play baseball. So I was known to, to attend almost all of our baseball games, but go to the volleyball games. Go to the basketball games, swing by the cross-country event, go to a football game or two. The students get a huge thrill out of seeing a faculty member at their game. If, if somebody here is from the University of Kansas listening to me, Division I, it's hard for any of those students to recognize you there. But you know what I'm getting at here. Go around to those things. The athletic department can be a great ally in having a positive, rep a positive view of your program. They talk to those students all the time, those coaches do. And if they have a genuinely well-earned, positive feeling about the English program, because one or two faculty members takes the time to go to a couple volleyball games, a couple golf matches, one football game, basketball game, softball game, that really helps in the long run. Go to plays. Go to the art openings. So if somebody on here is listening and they're not usually attending those things, go to the play. Students, again, love to see you in the stands. And it raises the internal visibility of your, I don't know, psychology program or your political science program because you're attending uh, those events. Here's another one that's going to throw a lot of senior faculty member off members off too. And again, it's a little bit psychologically off-putting. And I understand we're very busy. Time is a huge commodity when you're a faculty member. Go eat at the cafeteria. Pick a day. Wednesdays, you're over at the cafeteria. We're all required to have office hours. Um, hopefully your college is flexible enough that you can have them elsewhere. Go to the cafeteria and eat. Students love it. They love to see you sitting there. They'll come sit with you eventually, visit with you. Hold your office hours every Wednesday, for instance, from 12 to 1 at one of the cafeterias or the dining hall if you have just one of those. Or go to the coffee shop. Even a college as small as mine, small as mine in the past had a private coffee shop set up. Set your office hours up in there. 
be there from 2 to 3 on Thursday, just hanging out. Who's that? That's the history professor. She holds her office hours in here. It's very nice for her to do that. Staff members love it. People see you. It's very good for your program. Um, also, go to the library and do it. Book some time if you can do your office hours in the library. Librarians are your, some of your greatest friends in the humanities uh, at your college or university. Spend some time over there. Get out of your building. Get out of your office. Get out of your classroom. Go over to the library. Go to the cafeteria. Go to the coffee shop. If you have a center for learning excellence or a tutoring center, spend some time in there. Spend some time with those people. They're helping very hard for your students to learn the material. And your presence, again, maybe you're the only program that shows up and that puts a positive light on yours by contrast um, with the others. Sponsor some things. You have this ability to sponsor things. We, we were asked to do this. You can have uh, coffee time. You could open up coffee time at the um, coffee shop or you could have coffee brought to a meeting or a presentation just out of your own pocket or out of your departmental budget. You know, the coffee's on. The literature department is who's supplying the coffee for this meeting we're at today. Little thing like that builds up goodwill, puts a positive light on your particular department. Buy pizza for the volleyball team. Go talk to the coach. Just walk over to the coach's office and say, I think I'd like to do this. When do your players, what's a good night for them to be surprised with, you know, 10 pizzas from the history program. That's all you got to do is just get everybody in the program to pony up a little bit, set it up with a coach. Pizzas arrive one night when the players are doing something, going over tape, strategy, whatever they do, and there's pizza there for them. It's absolutely a great, great move for the students. It's a good move for the athletic department, and it really puts a positive light on, on your program. You can sponsor coffee tents at the dining hall or at uh, the cafe there's people in your college that will set that sort of thing up and you could you could advertise talks you could advertise your office hours you could advertise tutoring you could advertise courses that you're particularly concerned with enrolling or new courses just on these little you know cardboard tents cardstock tents that sit on top of a coffee thing it raises the internal visibility of your program so that's what I wanted to cover today in 15 minutes, and I've done it in 14 minutes and 45 seconds, as my clock says here. So I've found that those very small steps, taking up some of my time, breaking out of my comfort zone, spending time in the library, the cafe, the dining hall, going to athletic events, going to a play I might normally not attend, something like that, really helped raise the internal visibility of my philosophy program when I ran it. And it gave it a positive reputation on campus. I thank you for your time. And I thank Vectus Consulting for sponsoring these podcasts and making the time and resources necessary to launch this, I think, very important endeavor. So go check them out. www.vectusconsulting.org. V-E-C-T-I-S. Vectus. Thank you.